0: I'm John Hendler, and this is Everyday People, Extraordinary Lives. I'm starting off this episode differently. I'm giving you an introduction to my guest, Robin Kingsbury, who was diagnosed in December 2017 with end-stage 4B ovarian cancer. I caught up with Robin two days before Thanksgiving, going over to her house to talk with her about her cancer and her decision to choose happiness in the face of overwhelming odds. Doctors originally gave her an 11% chance of survival after five years. And last summer, doctors told Robin that the cancer had spread to her stomach and up by her heart, saying she probably had no more than one year to live. But if you know Robin, and if you don't, you will soon learn. Percentages and odds don't phase her as she strives to live her life to the fullest each and every day. The audio may not be the best because I was interviewing her in her kitchen while she was busy preparing a Thanksgiving feast for up to 40 people. Also note, that she makes references to her son, Joe, daughter, Summer, and husband, Dave, during the episode. So you're coming up on five years and you've changed and you've gone through, you're more humble. More humble, yes, more okay. humble.
1: Um, also, I'm just more accepting of the way things are. Uh, I have become much more confident in my mortality. And my, you know, in the eventual immortality, <laughs> um, my gave I my faith is stronger than it was. I mean, I had strong faith to begin with, but it's much stronger now. I am not fearful. I pretty much don't fear anything.
0: Were you scared at the beginning?
1: No, you know, because when the doctor said you've got cancer, I said, "Okay, you now what?" just and you gotta go. Gotta you gotta feel it deal with it and let it go like I always say. I'm I'm not I didn't I mean I cried a little once I got home. You know, I called my sister, called my best friend, called my husband. Can't remember what order I did it in, but um, you know, I cried. Called Kathy Miller. <laughs> uh-huh. Um but but that was it. I uh, the first day. I cried and got it out of my system. And then I got on with it. I I did what I needed to do. I, you know, went and had the surgery, got my guts taken out, and uh, started chemo, like the doc
0: said. Five years ago, were you feeling okay? I mean, what made you get checked?
1: Five years ago, yeah. Actually, this is a good PSA for, uh, you know, awareness because I had been treated, be was being treated for an entire year. For menopause of all things mm-hmm. um, I was being treated for menopause because get um, ovarian cancer mimics uh, menopause and gastrointestinal issues and the um, so I had a swollen lymph node in my groin and but I've had chronic shingles since I was 16 so and that was the one lymph node that always swelled when I was getting ready to have shingles, when they were getting ready to pop out. But my doc had recently given me valtrex to take on a prophylactic basis so I wouldn't, trying to not get the shingles because I was too young to get the shingles shot, the vaccine. And um, so we just kind of figured that it was still swollen, it was just still swelling because it was trying to break out but it wasn't breaking out, that sort of thing. So, But it was, it got huge. And it was there for 10 months it got so it was the size of a golf ball mm. sticking out of them you know you could see it like I had a golf ball in my pocket so uh, I finally went to see a surgeon okay let's you know hey they did all the tests and well you yeah, we can cut it out or leave it in I said well what's the difference and he said well if we cut it out you know you get cut on your leg and it could just it'll affect your healing rate of healing what have you and and may take longer Okay, and what if I leave it in? Well, we just have to deal with the discomfort, pain of it. Okay. Well, let me think about it. I went back, I called, and I said, okay, I am going to have the surgery. And they said, oh, you waited too long. It's been over a month. It would have been like 32 days. And with insurance, I had to go. I'd wait for another office appointment, so it was another two weeks. And then when I went in for the office appointment, and the doctor said, okay, we scheduled it. Well, then I had my giant Thanksgiving coming up so we made it for the monday following thanksgiving and he took it out and when i came to said uh how's it look doc and he said oh it was huge and purple what does that mean we have to wait for the biopsy hmm two days later he called me back into his office and said you've got cancer and i said okay now what and then boom 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 that was november 29th that he told me i had cancer tests appointments tests appointments I saw the oncologist at U of M on December 12th and December 22nd I had my hysterectomy
0: because it was that bad and how many treatments have you had how many rounds of chemo (sighs) I can't
1: uh, yes chemo yep I've only had chemo I can't have radiation because there isn't any one particular place you have dogs on your feet um there isn't any one particular spot, you know. There, it's it's all over. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't do the radiation. I have, oh my gosh, I went through chemo, then I was in remission, then I went through chemo, and then I was put on uh, maintenance, and then I went through chemo, and Then I came back again. I think I'm on my eighth set of cocktails.
0: And you're and you're still doing it now.
1: Oh yeah, every Tuesday. Okay. Um, I was supposed to go to chemo today, mm-hmm. but um, a little tired, run down. Um, you know, and I, was, I was in the ER a couple weeks ago. I went for chemo and my oncologist took a look at me and she said, no, you're getting out of here. And she called an ambulance and shipped me from Brighton to, to uh, Ann Arbor. And I spent a day and a half in the ER at, 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 uh, in Ann Arbor my doc thought either I was having a stroke or I was, um, that my cancer had spread to my brain. So this is just a few weeks ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> they did a million tests and the best that they can figure at U of M was that um, I, I, between cancer, chemo, stress. I have no stress. <laughs> stress and um, kind of running myself burning myself at both ends, um, my candle at both ends, I should say, that, uh, I was trying to have a stroke. They did find a decreased blood flow to my brain, and they pretty much said that I was trying to have a stroke, but I'm too stubborn to have one.
0: <laughs> you fought, you fought it off.
1: I fought off the stroke. Yep. Yeah, I mean, my whole face drooped. I, I lost the ability to speak. I was, um slurring my words and my affect, and I would just kept falling asleep, so that's why she thought I was having a stroke, and uh, she sent me to the hospital, and, and they're pretty sure I was just trying to have a stroke and got all the symptoms, but <laughs> there's no evidence of a stroke or any cancer in my brain, so, and I said, okay, so I am go home.
0: <laughs> so you're preparing for 40. Is this Thanksgiving feel... More special each year does does each year passing year make it yes. more special? Yeah,
1: I mean I'm I'm beating the odds. Um, I mean I'm I I am not uh, Pollyanna thinking that I am invincible and will you know we all we're all going to die. We will all die, but I'm not going to sit and dwell on it. I'm not going to feel sorry for myself. I mean when it comes it comes you know. So that's not what the focus is. The focus is time with my family, time with my friends. And just grateful for everything, you know, and I, I know I'm weirdo weirdo, but I am grateful for all of my uh the trials. I'm grateful for the trials and all the bad stuff. Because that only makes the good stuff even sweeter, even better.
0: You've lived you've lived through a lot.
1: Oh, I have lived. You've done a so lot of
0: living in the last five much. years.
1: Yes, and well, and even before that too. You know all the things I've gone through and been through. But you know, you just you just gotta keep smiling and keep pushing on because it's a choice. I choose to be happy. I choose to be positive. Yes, my van isn't working. I got dead batteries. You know, but I'm plugging along. I've got all these people. You know, I invited hundred people to Thanksgiving, and I have forty coming for dinner, and ten coming for dessert and card and board games. So we will have over 50 people in that church uh, in two nights, mm-hmm. playing games and eating pie and having a good time.
0: Do you handle trivial stuff better? like Yes. To those of us who, oh, you, you didn't respond to my text in time and now I won't speak to you for a week. You yeah. know how people get all pit- annoyed and stuff, but that stuff you can't deal with that. You don't have time for that.
1: Anymore. No, and there's no time for that. No time for that. In fact, Summer started her uh she's working at the bowling alley mm-hmm. and she came home last night. She was meop, 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 Rude people. Blah, blah. I said, Well yeah right, yeah, it's gonna happen. Right, you need to flush. And I put my hand on here. Flush. Flush. Get rid of that. Don't sit on that toilet full of mm-hmm. you know what. Get it get just I just wanna feel it. Yeah, you're feeling it. You've felt it enough. Get rid of it. Um because it's just making yourself miserable. Making yourself miserable over nothing. Other people's attitudes. Why allow somebody else to control my attitude? Nobody can control me but me. You know, Sunday, I got up, I baked a couple pies, and all of a sudden I realized it was cold in there. It was getting cold. <clears throat> Our service panel had, um, was, <laughs> it didn't have enough uh, it's called a bus bar. It's a, the ground terminal. Uh, there are the bars where you put the grounds in. Anyway, there was only one on uh, Yeah. They were doubled up and tripled up and sparking and arcing and smoke and, and it blew two breakers. And one of the breakers happened to be the furnace. So I had to run to Menards. I bought a new bus bar, the terminal, the ground terminal. I uh, bought two breakers, came back home. We had cranked up the, the uh, oven and had fan blowing and, you know, and then Joseph and I went downstairs, he, we plugged the outlet in, a extension cord into his truck bed and ran it through the house downstairs so we had a heat lamp light. And Joe and I stood on a couple of step stools and killed the power to the house and pulled the pulled all the wires out of that side. Cleaned. Joe cleaned his strip and I re- pulled the bus bar out and I put in got the new one. We, we put everything in so everything has its own spot replaced the breakers, got it all put back together, cleaned up, turned the power back on, boom, we had power. You know? Yeah. Eh, that was an extra three hours out of my day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what do you tell people out there who might be reading this or listening about staying positive and being thankful and gratitude and humble? and You you're could be like a life coach with all the stuff you've been through.
1: Yeah, um, Don't. Like, the, I know it's a, that trite saying, don't sweat the small stuff, but you know, just, you gotta let those little things go because those little nitpicky things are just gonna drive you absolutely insane because nobody can control you. Nobody can control the inner things within me, my own thoughts, feelings, words, actions, reactions, and emotions. You can try to influence me, but you can't control me. I choose those things, and then I choose how long to hold on to them. So nobody can make me angry. Nobody can make me sad. I choose those things. Nobody can make me happy. I choose to be happy. Right. So then I take the power away from other people. So when Summer learns that, if somebody's rude to her when she's trying to serve them their dinner, they can't control her. They can't make her feel bad about herself because she knows what she thinks inside. And I'm trying to teach my children that all along. And you know, as far as everything else, You know, bad things are going to happen all the time. They happen all the time to everybody. You know, some of us get more than others, you know, and in larger quantities, and it's okay. And life's not fair. Nobody ever said it was going to be fair. You know, you just got to go with it. You got to feel it. Get that, okay, deal with it. Take care of those issues, and then let it go. It's gone. It's done. It's over with. Because if you don't, you're just going to sit there stewing in it.
0: I remember once reading an article about drawing the short straw, and we all do. At some point in our lives, everybody, you can't base it on how bad was the short straw. Divorce, a death in the family, you lose your job, you you know, your kids get sick, they're on drugs. Everyone draws the short straw. Right. And it's how you deal with the short it's straw. How you But handle you have a lot of short straws. Do you feel like that?
1: I've had a lot of short straws in my life. A lot of short straws. But... Uh, But all of those things have made me the person I am today. I wouldn't change anything, because I don't believe in the word, stop, sorry. I don't believe in the word regret. I believe it's an oxymoron. Because if I regret something, that means that, oh, well, if I could go back and change it, I I would. Well, you can't, it's an impossibility. So therefore, it's an oxymoron. I can have remorse, I can have sorrow but no regrets, see? So all those bad things, yes, I can have remorse for the things I've done, sorrow for the things that have happened to me, but then you gotta let it go. It's all done. You know, you can't drive a car only looking in the rearview mirror. Only look in the rearview mirror. You got all these windows, but you're only looking in the rearview mirror, because what's gonna happen? You're gonna run into a wall. You're gonna hit something. You've got to utilize. Yes, you glance in the rearview mirror when you're driving just to kind of see where you've been, make sure that, you know, what's going on. But that's a glance. Otherwise, you're using all the other windows around you. Why do we do that to ourselves in our life? Looking back at all oh, the bad, the negative, and oh my gosh, that's all terrible, and all these things that you Run into a wall. Just don't do it. It's there. It's always going to be there. You can't change it, so why do I want it?
0: Easier said than done, but everything's easier said than done, right? And you, and no, one, no one can complain to you about. Oh, maybe tired they are, or oh, they don't have time. Look what you're doing. But it's all relative. I know it's all relative, it but is. still, you're an inspiration. You you have more energy than most people, and you're severely handicapped in that, in a sense. Yeah. Physically. I am. But not I am. mentally. I go
1: right. I go to chemo every Tuesday. Like I said, I, I actually called my oncologist and asked if I could take Tuesday off. I, I just, I'm a little tired, a little run down, and uh, I've still got all this cooking to do. So she said, Sure, have a great Thanksgiving. See you next week. So, um, but every Tuesday, and I.
0: <laughs> the dogs. <laughs>
1: the dogs are.
0: <laughs> um, do they give you any more timetables? No. It's just every day is the
1: next day. Right? They gave me originally gave me an 11 percent chance of living five years, and this December will be five years. Um, 11 percent chance, but you know when they said that, I said, "Yeah, who are the other 10? Because I'm 11."
0: Thanks to Robin and her family for letting me into their home. Thanks for listening. Please share this podcast people who you might think would be interested in hearing about it. And until next time, may the good news be yours.